My suggestion is termination. Death is the only solution for Michael. There's nothing to be gained from keeping evil alive. It needs to die. It needs to die. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, we're here, guys. We are here. <laughs> Halloween yeah. 2018. We're nearing the end of our Halloween series review. And uh, it was it was crazy last week. We had a great conversation uh, and also a great live chat talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Uh, as you say, kill peaks and valleys. But now we're back. We're back, baby. Okay. Let's get our quick take, and then we'll see who we have here in the chat with us. Kill, let's start off with you. Quick take. When you think of Halloween 2018, what comes to mind? Magic. <laughs> they were able to do kind of the unthinkable with, you know, going back to basics. And, yeah, man, th this is a great one. This is a great one. All right. How about you, Coriander? You know, I I love this movie, and out of all these Halloween movies, besides the first, this has, like, become one of the ones that I've seen the most. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's see who we have in the chat. Slasher Fred saying, the night he came back home. Yes. Right? Right? Uh, my man Strange Monkey's in the chat. I'm currently watching the film right now. It's time to get ready for Halloween Kills. Amen. Yeah, nice. Amen, brother. Okay, Gorephobes in the chat saying, minus the brother-sister plot, Halloween 2, 1981, is my canon sequel to the 78 classic. All right. So you're not a fan of the 2018 one, I, I take it, Gore. Um, yeah, let me know. Prometheus is in the chat. Night watch tonight is when evil comes home. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> uh, Eric's in the chat saying, can't stay for the long haul, but I'll say that I've only seen it once and wasn't a fan. That doesn't surprise Ooh. me, Eric. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> lots, lots of, as Killian is known to say, missed opportunities, especially with Michael's new doctor. All right. Okay. Eric says, uh, but I promised Knight to give it a fair rewatch before we go see Kills this weekend. Have a great stream, guys. Thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you. All right. Uh, Gore saying, uh, no way, man. No way. So not a fan of this one. Wow. All right. Wow. Hmm. Did you think it was... What, what, tell me what you didn't like about it, Gore, because tonight we're going to talk about what we thought of it, um, the good and the bad. So Patrick's in the chat saying, hey, Knight, Coriander, Killian, and Jerry. What's going on, man? Hello. What's going on? Hey. And we got John. John's in the chat. What's up, man? Saying good evening from the UK. All right. Hello. Good evening. All right. Okay, guys. We're going to get finished getting set up. So you know how we do this thing. So for you guys in the chat, for you guys watching the replay, sit back, relax. You know what time it is. Have you ever really liked a girl and you just couldn't have her? I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'll just, I'll peace out of your hair, man. Thank, thank you for 
All right, okay, let's let's get down to brass tacks, man. <laughs> All right, kill. Start this thing off. What do we got? What do we got? Okay. Um, Danny McBride and other like-minded uh, fans realized, okay, look, <laughs> Season of the Witch, even though we like it, you know, four, five, you know, all, all the stuff that's been going, White Horse, Rob Zombie, Buster Rhymes, uh, you know, look, let's get back to basics. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got Jamie Lee back on board and they just said, look, we're just going to just 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 take up from your your stuff in, in the past. No H2O, none of that stuff, you know, and we're going to make a good mask. We're going to have it. Yeah. Look, we're going to have it look aged and properly aged. And Michael has just been in an insane asylum all this time, mm-hmm. you know, basic yet compelling scary yeah. I, I mean I, i'm just gonna i'm just i'm gonna stop because i could keep going but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna pass all the right. pass the mic to coriander <laughs> all right now real quick coriander before you go let me just catch up here we got rusty in the chat saying sup zoners what is this hey. blasph- blasphemous question <laughs> uh patrick uh saying uh cool opening scene Absolutely, man. There were a lot yeah. of cool scenes. I mean, yeah. seriously. Uh, Prometheus yeah. saying, I came to give fire to all the Halloween haters, so burn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all right, Coriander. So, so I mean, what are you thinking when this movie started off? You know, the first time you watched this, what were your thoughts? I mean, we, we obviously have the um, 
the arc with the journalists who are going to see Michael and learn from him. We're introduced to Dr. Sartain. We understand that he was the protege of the greatest hype man in all of horror movie history. So what were you thinking at this point in the beginning of the movie? You know, I like how it opened up because, yeah, you got to see where he was for the past 40 years, like you said. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was interesting to see, yeah, how these journalists, it was almost like they were there trying to taunt him or get some type of, I don't know, reaction or something. And Michael, yeah, he just, he didn't give it to him, which I loved. And yeah, yeah, I like this opening scene. Absolutely. And also to give credit to the opening, the the homage to the OG with the pumpkin coming back to life. I mean, the parallels here, you know, Michael is coming back to life, so to speak. And Kill, you remember when we saw this in the theater? You remember you remember my reaction to that? I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Yes. I mean, yes. Just you got to give people credit when credit's due. John Carpenter came back to the franchise and did the music himself with his son, Cody. And I just think it was just so awesome. Um, it really, really was. But Kill, what what else are you thinking about um, how this movie is opening up? Uh, these journalists, they seek out Laurie Strode. We meet Laurie Strode. She is basically doing her best Linda Hamilton impersonation. What <laughs> what do you what do you think? And I don't okay. and I don't mean any disrespect by that comment because I love Linda oh. Hamilton and Jamie Lee Curtis. So I meant that yes. to be a little funny. And, and and I'm sorry, they're both still beautiful women. And I mean, look, I mean, seriously, you really want to mess with her? Look at right? that! Look at that! Like I'm, right? I'm saying, um, I loved Laurie Strode. I loved how she has her house. It's in the in the woods. She's like a recluse. She doesn't like visitors. And of course, you know, they, they come and they're like, oh, well, we we're, we're, we make podcasts and we want to just know why, why he did what mm-hmm. he did. And, and of mm-hmm. course, the lore of money <laughs> gets them in the door. Mm-hmm. And the way Jamie Lee plays it is perfection mm-hmm. because this is Laurie Strode 40, you know, 40 plus years from the original movie. Right. This woman has had a hard life. Mm-hmm. You know, she she has not had a great life, and unfortunately, everyone around her has caught, you know, a shrapnel from that. Right. Um, even though she had the best intentions, and I'm sure we'll get into that, mm-hmm. but she has not had a, had a, a, a easy life, and she doesn't trust people, and she doesn't really like to be around people. Right. Um, and I just feel the way that Jamie Lee played it, it was so believable, and mm-hmm. you know, if you were to watch the original movie and mm-hmm. then watch this mm-hmm. it, it connects it connects. doesn't it it really it, does it's it's so connects and please guys i challenge you do that like seriously you know halloween is coming up and i don't know about you guys but i watch the original every year uh right. and, I, and i'm gonna watch these back to back because okay. the way that it was filmed you know the characters you know just the acting that jamie lee puts in puts into it it's she hasn't missed a beat and mm-hmm. everyone coming back on board, like you were saying, night, you know, John Carpenter and his son doing the music, the pumpkin coming back to life. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just awesome. And I loved the scene with Lori being interviewed by, you know, these these journalists and just saying, like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's evil. Yeah. He's evil. 
Yeah. You know, I there's, mean, there's, there's, there's no there story no there. Discoveries. Yeah. She said there's no new discoveries. There's nothing to learn. And Jamie, again, I mean, I know we've said it, guys, but hey, if you're watching us, then you're, you don't mind us doing these types of things. But Jamie Lee Curtis was just so amazing uh, yes. in this movie. She really was. Uh, Coriander, real quick before I get to you, uh, Gore in the chat was saying, well, it's like this. I waited 40 years uh, for them to recapture that elusive the shape vibe that they had in uh, H78 and somewhat in uh, H uh, Halloween 2 and 81. In H18, we didn't get much stalking, no watching, no heavy breathing. We got breathing. Ooh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we got breathing. We got stalking. He was watching. Hold on. Let me let me pull up the scene because, well, we're, uh, that's kind of jumping ahead. But that whole scene when he did the long walk with the study cam, he was definitely watching. Because that, yeah. that was that shark moment. So, you, I don't know, Gore. You got to check it out again, man. There was breathing. There was stalking. You know, but anyways, I, I get it. Some people, some people, you know, weren't as, as, as hyped on this one. And that's okay, too, you know. Um, but Coriander, once we get past that scene with Jamie Lee and, you know, we kind of see where everything is for her, we then get introduced to her, her granddaughter, uh, Allison, played by Andy Matichek. And what were you thinking about her characterization? I liked all, you know, I didn't really have any problems with any of these kids. You mm -hmm. know, yeah, I guess the dance scene, yeah, it was a little long in some parts. Yeah, it could have been shortened up. But, you know, I, I liked the cast. I enjoyed, mm -hmm. you know, especially the scene with uh, her friend there. What the hell's her name? Vicky. Vicky. When she's, mm -hmm. yeah, when she's babysitting Julian, I mean... Mm -hmm. That's like one of the best scenes because that kid is friggin' funny as hell, man. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And then, of course, we also uh, see uh, Judy Greer playing Karen, uh, <sighs> Laurie's daughter. <laughs> what? What were you? Oh, what, no. What, what? Uh, no, I'll get to. I'll get to Judy Greer. I'll get to her. <laughs> well, let's get to her because I mean that's that's one of the other characters we're we're throwing I, in here. I, I I mean I love Judy Greer. I love love her as an actor. I love her voice work on on cartoons and so forth. Mm -hmm. My issue with her is just, oh, man, like, and I get it. She had went through a lot of, you know, uh, traumatic events with growing up in, in you know, Laurie Strode's home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your mom only meant the best. And it's just in this movie, right, everything right. she said and predicted happened. And right, the way, right. and, and I guess my, sh my head is off to Judy Greer because she played it the way they wanted her to be conveyed to the audience right they wanted us to have that uh you know you exactly. know that that side right. and yep. she she did her job so mm -hmm. judy greer i love you but uh well, listen to your mom <laughs> well one thing i wanted to say and i was talking about this with coriander before we went live is that if you really think about it right you grow up with laurie strode she put you through all this training but for 40 years, none of it comes to pass. Your whole childhood was was kind of ripped apart from you. Social services took her away at the age of 12 and yada, yada, yada. So I totally get it. I think that and this is what I wanted to get to, too. We're going to be all over the place, guys. So don't worry about it. But the dinner scene. OK, mm -hmm. I wanted to get to the dinner scene. There were a couple of uh, talking points I wanted to go through. So this was definitely uh, one of them. I wanted to talk about Michael Myers transfer and the dinner scene at the dinner scene. First of all, everybody in that scene did a hell of a job. It was very uncomfortable. It seemed very realistic. 
and also yeah. uh, just some great character moments. But at this dinner scene, you could kind of see the divide between the three Strode women. You know what I'm saying? Karen dealing with resenting her mother for 40 years. You have the granddaughter that definitely feels for Laurie Strode. And then, of course, you got Laurie Strode, who just had a scene where she saw Michael Myers being transferred after all these years. Um, first of all, just I want you guys to give me your 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 thoughts on the dinner scene and how that played out, because I thought it was a fantastic scene. And these are some of the types of things you don't usually get in a horror movie. OK, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. And and Jamie Lee Curtis, even in that scene before with the transfer, when she's sitting in the car with a gun on the steering wheel, when she hears the gate open. This, this scene really struck me. The gate opens, and as soon as the gate opened with the bus about to come out, she kind of turns a little bit and glances towards the rearview mirror. And this look on Jamie Lee Curtis's face was just great acting without even saying a damn word. So give me give me you guys' thoughts on the dinner scene and so forth. What would you guys think? Go for it, Coriander. Uh, you know, I thought that dinner scene was great because... That scene, like you said before, when she sees him getting transferred, I mean, she was literally, like, scared, and, I mean, it was, she was, like, terrified. Right. And then, you know, she goes and sees her family, and she breaks down, and, yeah, you could feel the awkwardness, and you could see how her daughter's like, oh, yeah, told you, you know, this is going to happen. And right, right. her granddaughter's like the only one who's really showing compassion for her. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, which I love the granddaughter for that because, yeah, because yeah. Lori, that's like, she's like the only one who she has really for family that, you know, kind of shows her, like I said, compassion. So, right. I thought right. it was a great scene. Absolutely. How about you, Kill? I, I loved this scene, and this shows the sophistication of this Halloween movie. Yes. Um, sort of like you said, Knight, you don't get scenes like this. You don't get scenes where you essentially have a woman going through PTSD and sitting there um, trying to hold it together with her family, but then grabbing a drink, and then her daughter's like, well, Mom, you said you weren't going to drink, and this and that. Right. But i think it just shows the sophistication and how far this franchise has come because (laughs) last week we were talking about a very different vibe for the strode family right (laughs) right right very different dynamic and you look at these people at the table and it's like okay this seems a little bit more like what we were used to um and once again it wouldn't be pulled off if you didn't have good actors and yeah. I feel I feel the granddaughter she she literally I, once again and I think I've said this before but I I felt you know vibes of young Lori in her yes, yes you know yes. you know just just that that likability the mm-hmm. vulnerability yet she's very strong also when she has to be yes. and just you know the way that she, yes very smart very clever too yeah. and you know and and you could just feel like this girl really feels like she could be Lori strode's granddaughter yes i, that, I mean, I, mean it, I said that too yep y- yeah and and 
also the one last part I'll say is that scene with her, like you were saying, in her car. She has a gun in her lap. She's yeah. watching this yeah. man that killed her friends, almost killed her, and has traumatized her for forty years. And the way that she plays it, I mean, you could see her, her hands shaking. Yes, and. Yes. Just her body language spoke so many, so so much, you know, spoke volumes, and I just wanted to give her a hug, like it's okay. Right, it's I okay. really did. I really <laughs> did feel bad for her in that scene. That scene at the, especially at the the, the dinner table when she broke yeah. down. I am not lying, man. I really felt the emotion of it, and I felt bad for her because yeah. you know we know her as a character, and it's earned everything that she's doing is totally earned and it's within her character it totally makes sense now i do want to say this and then we'll get to another talking point we did see the elements of ptsd in halloween h2o right yeah a little bit but and i was saying this to coriander before we went live and you know we don't have to get deep into it we did our halloween h2o episode so you guys that didn't see it check it out but i think that in this movie it was more fully realized than yes. her PTSD in H H2O. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there could be a lot of different reasons for that. But I'm just saying is that um, it, it just really felt real. It, it just really felt real. So um, let me get to another talking point, too, I want to throw up to, because this is something that a lot of people talk about. Let's talk about uh, the twist. And we're jumping around a little bit, but... The twist with Dr. Sartine, uh, a lot of people had an issue with that. I, I'll throw it to you first, Coriander. What did you think about this? I mean, obviously, Michael is being transferred away, and Sartain travels with him. We learn that he basically, like I said, was the protege of Loomis. So we're kind of thinking, okay, he's going to be in that vein of a character. But then we see the twist. What did you think about the twist? How did that hit for you? I was shocked and I was kind of, you know, I obviously liked this sheriff, you know, so I was kind of pissed off that this fucking doctor took him out just before, you know, because like he said, he was around 40, you know, previously when Michael first was around and killing his sister and mm -hmm. Lori. So he almost had his, you know, uh, uh, he, he had his second chance because like we like we heard, he stopped Loomis from killing him in the first one. Right. So he was right. on a mission. Right. And Absolutely. Yeah, it was shocking. It didn't bother me. You know, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. Mm -hmm. But I was shocked by it. Yeah. Do you think it was a missed opportunity? Because that's one thing that Eric had said earlier, and I've heard that from other people, too. Do you think it was a missed opportunity with the way they characterized him as the doctor? <sighs> well, you know... He's not portraying Loomis at all, so he's his, he's his own. So I, again, didn't have a problem, no. Okay. Um, and let me just catch up in the chat and then kill. I want you to answer the, that same question. In the chat, Rusty was saying Jamie was flawless, as is this iteration of the character. All right. JML's in the chat. Welcome, welcome, saying James Jude is the best Michael and has the best mass, period. Judy Greer is wife material. <laughs> All right. uh, Gore was saying no way not the same no vibe to this movie I think he's saying uh, I don't know man I think it, I think it had a good vibe uh, let's see Junebug's in the chat saying I don't know 
uh, I don't like this one too much. I'm not a fan of the new trend ignoring sequels. I think it's kind of stupid, to be honest. Hmm. All right. That's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, uh, you know, can I just say... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. Go. Well, I was going to say, like I said to you earlier, um, I kind of like how you can either choose which way you want to go with this series now. You can go with the sister and brother theory, yeah. or you can go where, which I always thought and hated that theory, to now we can have this other branch off of where he's just a fucking killer killing. Yeah. And yeah. it's great. I like it. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, the other thing, too, and, and Kill, keep me focused on this because now I'm going to answer a different question. But, um, you know, they ignored the sequels because it was so convoluted. Like, they had no other alternative. Exactly. Rob, Rob Zombie did not want to do another movie, and I understand why, the pressure that was on him. So they weren't going to follow his movies. And before the Rob Zombie movies, we saw that, you know, Michael was on the internet you know with with resurrection and that was a horrible disaster <laughs> so they really couldn't do anything else you know unless yeah. they remade remade the first one again but they did that with rob zombie so i think this was a this to me was the best way that they could have done it you know or at least one yeah. of the best ways and and i mean seriously if you guys haven't seen our previous episodes on these movies i can honestly say this sequel has overall some of the best choices that they made you know as far as characterization as far as acting cinematography the music michael the mask you know all of those types of things so let me get the jay and then i'll get back to you kill jay says judy greer was annoying her daughter in the movie was annoying also Lori was macgyver all of a sudden and why did nobody move out of haddonfield even with kills it seems like everyone stayed yeah you know I don't know. Well, I, I I wouldn't say Lori's MacGyver all of a sudden. It's been it is 40, forty years. <laughs> you can hey hey you can learn a lot in forty years, man. I'm just right. saying. That's she know. had all that time to trick her house out too, which I loved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look. You can be you can become efficient like her in a lot less than forty years. I mean, oh yeah. Teaching yeah. martial teach your martial arts. I could definitely attest to that. So. So, yeah, it wasn't all of a sudden. But Judy Greer was meant to be annoying, I think, because you did have to have balance. Like, everybody can't be a cool character. But, again, thinking about it from from Judy Greer's character's point of view, 40 years of waiting for the boogeyman and he never shows up, I'd be a little resentful, too. So that's kind of where she was dealing with it. But I I think it gave the story a lot more depth. And and just just switch it to Terminator And, and, and Sarah Connor. She she got pretty efficient at things in less than forty years. Oh, so that's a good point. You know, and and unfortunately, in the Halloween movies for Laurie Stro- Strode, you know, Judgment Day never happened. So right. that that's why her daughter is like annoying. <laughs> right. Uh, Dave is in the chat saying, uh, "I'm late." This is great in my opinion. Too much spoiled in the trailer, though. Yeah, I definitely could agree with that. Uh, he's saying, "I really like Andy's uh, performance as Allison." I didn't have a problem with Judy Greer either. I also liked Judy Greer in the Carrie remake. I didn't mind the twist. I did like the sheriff too. My only gripe was he shouldn't have put on the mask. Yeah, he, it, you know, okay, well, Kill, let me, tell me what you thought of the twist. And then I have one thing that kind of came to me when I rewatched it for this episode. I I liked the twist um, because it showed what a 
a a lesser version of Loomis could turn out to be. Like That's this it. doctor is can not. I, wait, wait, is wait, wait, not... Can I, hold. On. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> go ahead. Go you. ahead. Go ahead. But, no, it's but okay. Coriander, Coriander knows this. This is exactly. And guys, we don't. This is live. We're, this is not scripted at all. We did. We did not talk about how we were going to talk about this episode. But Kill, you were saying almost exactly the same thing I was going to say. So I'm sorry. I'm just want to give you props. Go ahead, man. No. You guys hey. are such brothers, you know. Yeah, I think we, we, we are. We are we related? I don't know. Right? But, but no. This is this is something that if you watch the the other movies, mm-hmm. they've tiptoed around, especially in the later movies. Was Loomis finally going crazy, just battling Michael for all of these years, almost dying to Michael? Exactly. You know, being burned, looking to the eyes of just just pure evil. And here we get to finally see that, but not besmirching the Loomis name because he's the best hype man in horror. Right. But we have this doctor who has been, you know, he's, you know, the protege of Loomis and has been in proximity of Michael. So everything that he did, I could see him doing, even putting on the mask, you know, just wanting to know, well, what drives Michael? You know, he, he he's a doctor, he's curious, and just being that close to Michael that long has driven him a little crazy. So we got to kind of see what it could have been if they did that with Loomis, but luckily, luckily they did not, because if they had did something like that, matter of fact, if they had brought Loomis back somehow in this movie, or someone was reprising that character, it would not have worked, and I'm so glad they did not do it. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like he had been infected by the evil. Remember, he has been studying Michael Myers for 40 years. That's a long time. Plus, he's not only that, at... when he stabbed that cop, he was like, "This is how it feels," you know. Right. And then he put the mask off for like the full effect. So yeah, right, man. right, right, absolutely. Um, let's see. Prometheus was saying, "I thought the girl from Grimm, the one who played Rosalie, would have done a better job than Gr- Judy Greer." Okay, all right. Uh, Rusty saying, um, even with H. 20 i still use h2 i watch og then h2 then 2018 halloween 2 uh, sequel doesn't really doesn't bother me so i still keep h2 in the 2018 timeline yeah i agree with that i I, I love uh, halloween 2 as well um let's see Shane's in the chat saying, hi, guys, Dr. Sartain and those two cops, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Slash Fred saying one of my favorite shows I used to watch was a series called Hang Time. Brie Turner had a guest starred in an episode where she played the role of Rico's new love interest, Gail. Well, you guys are going deep here. What's going on here? <laughs> David yeah. saying to be a protege and to have to hear Loomis obsess, it only seems right that Sartain would want to see, as Killian said, what drives Michael. Absolutely. You know, you got to remember these guys working with with insane patients, man, you are really going to the edge yourself, you know, to try to understand what's going on. And so it made sense to me. I guess what I'm saying is I didn't mind the twist. I didn't see it coming uh, because I was still in the shadow of of the great, late, great Donald Pleasance. So it actually shocked me, you know, but I didn't think it was bad. You know, I actually think it was kind of nice because I didn't expect it. And it changed, you know, kind of 
the universe as far as the idea of a doctor hunting down the evil and being the good guy that night that's exactly what i was going to say because in this world now we don't need a loomis we have right. laurie strode right. and laurie right. strode will, will handle it you know right. <laughs> she because yeah. now we have laurie who is the you know the veteran of dealing with this and her daughter and her granddaughter are new to this the, world the game yeah yeah absolutely uh frank says uh i'll have to watch later just wanted to pop in and show some love keep killing it night watch crew thanks a lot man we appreciate <laughs> that we appreciate that uh strange monkeys in the chat a man saying the, my friend has a theory about laurie possibly causing the bus to crash after all she was there to kill michael when he was being transferred that's an inter interesting thought and also the townspeople of Haddonfield will be very upset with her. <laughs> right? But let's let's talk about that scene uh with the bus bus crash. And then and I'll start with you, Coriander. Then Michael does something that he's never done in this series, even with the hyper uh, you know, intense and, and violent way he was portrayed in the Rob Zombie films. What did you think about the, the bus crash scene? And what about these two poor individuals, Coriander? What'd you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, of course, the bus crashed, you know, of course that mm -hmm. was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, these poor guys strolling along and coming up upon, you know, a bunch of people in the road. And mm -hmm. yeah, you just felt bad for this kid because, you know, his dad went out and disappeared. He's calling for him and he doesn't answer. Right. You know, then he goes on the bus and he shoots the doctor, which was funny as hell. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see. Yeah, because you've never seen Michael kill a child. And he, yeah, he snapped this poor kid's neck. And yeah, he did. It was, it was a shocker. But you know what? It's about time because Michael is a killer that doesn't care. He'll kill anything. And yeah that's right. all i have to say about it right what'd you think of that scene kill because it really it, it shocked me again it, this movie had some shocks in it and this is a franchise that's over 40 years old you got to give it some credit man yeah i i i, I like the scene i was not expecting child death but you know who right? i blame <laughs> i blame the dead so let, let me just say this if i'm driving in my truck on the highway and i see a bus in a ditch and all of these insane patients wearing their their you know their onesies in the middle of the road i'm gonna be like this uh, son put your seatbelt on let's let's keep on going we're, we're, right. hey you, you got you got your cell phone call the sheriff let them know hey it's some loonies <laughs> on the road i'm right. not gonna pull over and put my child yeah, at man. risk but right, right. i know i know i know this is a movie you right. know so i'm just saying just keep on going just keep on going <laughs> exactly and and it was done and again this move look i mean look everyone can have their opinion obviously we're giving you guys ours one thing that i think most people have to admit this movie was beautifully shot i mean it, it yeah. is a beautifully shot movie like just how the scenes were constructed uh, i mean to me anyways but let's move on because so michael escapes and you also had seen that scene uh where the journalist went to the cemetery to judith's grave and that was kind of a you know an interesting moment too because again we're just we're just paying respects to the original everything in this movie made sense like you said kill you could watch the original movie 
and then this one right after it and it makes sense i can't think and 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 i do this sometimes i can't think of any particular part of this movie that made me say wait a minute that doesn't add up or that doesn't make sense or that character wouldn't do that or the timing is the timeline is off you know that type of stuff but michael is at that friggin cemetery man you know he i you look he's checking out judith's grave too for whatever reason but we got to talk about the bathroom scene we got to talk about how that came together kill what did you what did you think of that scene i thought first of all what he did to the mechanic and the guy behind the counter i mean holy shit man so what'd you think kill man you know it's funny it kind of reminded me of the scene with the your boy uh from the other one was uh grizzly yeah, Joe yeah, we're Grizzly. Kind of, Joe Grizzly. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, once again, th- this is nightmare fuel because yeah. you're in such a vulnerable place. You know, you're in a bathroom stall and you're hearing everything, and you can kind of see someone like through the cracks a little bit, and and you're as vulnerable as can be. You're actively using the restroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Michael, you know, Michael has certain fashion that he loves. Mm-hmm. He loves he loves to dress like a mechanic, so you're gonna get he aced does. out. Yes, uh, he, he also loves to drive like you know pretty pretty decent cars. So you know, and and this poor woman, her and her partner, you know, Michael Michael doesn't forget that y'all taunted him with his mask, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like the mask was calling to him, you know, mm-hmm. and he he aces them out, and then that scene where he. Look, that scene where he's at the back of the car, the trunk, and you see him put that on and just the way he looks up. Yes. That the first time I saw that, it put shivers down my spine because that looked fucking amazing. I'm sorry. And once again, I'm a sucker for a good mask and hallelujah. Thank you. (laughs) Right? You get look. I mean, look at that. Like, I mean, that it is literally, scary. It listen, looks like the shape. It does, man. And 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut no, you off, man. I'm please. I'm, I'm, hi- go I'm for hyped it. up. I'm hyped up. But preach. And I was and I was saying this to Coriander, man. This mask, and you know, because we've talked about every movie before this, mm-hmm. and from four on out, the goddamn mask was always <laughs> fucked up. Now Rob Zombie did pretty good with it. Yeah, in his, yeah, he in his did. First movie that was that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, in the second movie, for whatever reason, it was so so ripped to shreds you couldn't even really see it. But whatever, that's fine. This yeah. looks like the same mask from the '78 movie, aged up. And they actually did research. They took time and did research on what a mask would look like after 40 years the discoloration the creases the cracks they put so much effort into this movie and we know because we went through each movie they they put effort into it that the people in four and five and six and h2o and resurrection they just didn't put that level of commitment into the mask and that's why i'm saying i'm not saying this movie is perfect because it's not but it's a to me it's a damn good entry into this franchise it's a great sequel and you just got to give them credit for the effort alone just the effort alone you can tell on the screen there's no way you could watch this movie and not see that they put the best effort that they could into this movie now again 
Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6, H2O, Resurrection, and the Rob Zombie movies. You know, there was peaks and valleys on a lot of things, including the effort, and damn sure on the mask. So, but anyways, but Coriander, that bathroom scene, what were you thinking about how that was played out and how they they characterized Michael in those moments? It was great because I love how we played with her. He peeked in at her he straddled the door he dropped teeth in over (laughs) over the door so yeah i mean it was great and i enjoyed it a lot yeah absolutely uh david was saying michael killing the kid made this movie feel all the more intense i had to wonder if he was going to kill the crying baby yes glad he didn't fun fact the baby cries with you yes yes yeah. that's a fact we were going to give out david <laughs> but thank you <laughs> yeah we, we appreciate that though jake's in the house saying hey y'all what's going on hey. what's going on uh david saying uh, christopher nelson killed it with the mask the mask progressively got worse with each sequel yeah absolutely I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it really did. But, you know, now one of my favorite shots in this movie or scenes that we have to talk about is the long walk of the shape. Now, and Kill, we've alluded to this uh, many times about how Michael being the personification of evil, the personification of death. I think this scene showed it so well. And I don't know if Gore's still in the chat, but. He definitely was stalking in this scene and watching. He literally was right on the, on the street and he kind of looked around before he just started walking in a direction and just taking people out. Kill, what did you think of this scene? I thought it was beautifully done. You know, I, I've said this 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 saying so many times and, you know, even Buster Rhymes said it. <laughs> he, he's a great <laughs> yeah. white shark. Right. And uh, essentially, if he's swimming in this direction, oh, there's a person. Boom, you're 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 dead. Oh, there's another person. You're dead. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. For one, <laughs> he he doesn't talk in this movie. He doesn't run. Right. He just walks, and he'll just walk down the street into your kitchen. He may yes. kill you. He may not kill you. Right. It's just, a roll of the he, dice. It, yeah, exactly. It's so random and just. You know, hey, oh, you have a hammer here. Okay, I'm going to bash your head in. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, now I have a knife. And, and mm-hmm. uh, there, there you there go. And, you know, y- your husband might be coming downstairs. Eh, I, I killed once already. Let me go to the next house. Right. And it's not explained why. And that yes. is what's so scary. How does he choose his victims? We don't know. I don't care. Crazy is crazy. And it's 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 just a beautiful tracking shot. It's beautiful. It is, man. I mean, they definitely paid they definitely paid their respects in in that scene. And Coriander, before I get your thoughts on that, I also wanted to reference um, something that that I love too on this poster. It says, "No motive, no target, no one is safe." And Whew. to me, I think we lost a lot of that, you know, in, in the previous movies. As much as I love. Uh, you know, Daniel Harris is Jamie, and I and I really do love Halloween Four, um, but I think we lost a lot in those sequels, and I think that they were able to make him scary again in this. Um, Coriander, what about you? What did you think of that that scene? He's just walking down the street, and especially that lady whose house he goes into. I mean, she had no fucking <laughs> clue yeah. that the boogeyman was right there. No, she didn't. I mean. 
I loved when he walked up her stairs and looked into her window and you could see, you know, just his face and mm-hmm. yeah, it was creepy and I loved how this movie had a nice steady cam. There was no shaky yes. cam and yes. everything was clear and picture perfect and yeah, like you said, it's scary to think that there is no motive and he's just out to kill. And right. if you survive, you're the fucking lucky one. So right. yeah. I mean and, and on that street there was a lot of kids, man. I also loved that. Yeah. It felt like a Halloween night. You had like, I don't know, twenty kids, you had young adults and they're all like ready to party or, or trick or treat or whatever. And they have no clue. As as the great Donald Pleasance said that death has come to your town. And he's literally standing right there. You're playing Russian roulette with the OG, yeah. the shape himself. Uh DMC is in the chat saying, Hey Knight, Killian, and Coriander, the magnificent trio. Hello. What's going on, man? <laughs> Thank What's you. What's going on? Uh Shane giving a shout out saying, I loved PJ Souls and her voice cameo as Allison's teacher. Absolutely. Absolutely. David saying, uh, you can tell that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are fans and did their homework. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, again, you just got to give them credit, man. You know, Prometheus uh, saying Michael Myers was like me and my knife for too sexy for your life in this movie. (laughs) 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 Aiden's in the chat saying that tracking shot was brutal and great. Also, Carpenter's score for that scene and the entire movie were phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're gonna and we're gonna talk about the score in a second. Jill's in the chat saying, Hey Hello. Hey <laughs> Too funny. But yeah, um that tracking shot was amazing. But let's talk about again, the master himself finally came back fully on board to the franchise. John Carpenter came yeah. back and did the music. So let's just talk for a quick second about the score. I thought the music in this movie was amazing the musical cues yeah. the the amped up uh, um, melodies just the moments when it, when they were playing the music and John Carpenter's direction of it what do you think Hill well I I obviously like like liked it a lot because I own the vinyl <laughs> the score right? this. I, I know you do yeah. uh, I, I mean <laughs> like you said the master is back bow to the master the music is 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 on point yet it you can tell it's newer you can tell you know that they didn't just you know play the same music from the original and so Mm -hmm. you could tell you know just by little 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 tings in it little 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 threads and it works and it's just just like the mask just like all the work danny mcbride and his partner put in you could this is and no disrespect to Rob Zombie because he was very passionate uh, about making his films. Absolutely. Uh, other than those, we have not seen this level of passion for this yes. franchise. They have been phoning it in. And let's be honest here, guys. Right. Please, I implore you. I know you guys may not, you know, this one may not be one of your favorite ones. I get it, but you cannot deny that work was put in, passion was put in here, and yeah. they beat. Yes, all of these men and women are fans of this franchise, and they wanted it to be done right, you know. Yeah. And I feel that they truly, truly did it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I totally, I totally agree. And and again, like you said, man, uh, John Carpenter. I mean, there he is putting in the work. I, I, 
I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. <laughs> Here's a, a really cool uh, image of him and Jamie Lee. Uh, oh. You know, it's just awesome. He, she, Jamie Lee always credits him with giving her a career. And just being humble mm-hmm. like that. I mean, she literally said he gave her a career. And um, just credit. Credit to them. The whole crew worked together well. I mean, again, you can't deny that they put in the work. So, you know, again, obviously there's some folks that didn't weren't that warm to it as a sequel but i would love to know why though because it's like there's there's so many good elements it's not perfect for sure and i don't think it's and i don't want to tease because we are going to rank the franchise i'm not saying it's better than the original but i'm just saying they put so much into this movie that it's hard to deny that it's a well-made movie and a good sequel in the franchise uh real quick to catch up in the chat and then we're gonna start finishing up here uh let's see Flash of Fred saying, I've noticed that there's a small sound clip from the score from the original where Myers murders his sister Judith. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, David saying, I really liked all the Easter eggs, the woman down the street wearing the nurse outfit, the Halloween three costumes, the kid carrying the boombox. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and David loves that score. It's called the, the Shape Hunts Allison and saying that gives me chills every time I hear that violin bow take across yeah. those guitars. That's what I was saying too, man. That I wanted to play from the that. Best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Aiden is saying John Carpenter should score more films, right? Yeah, he should. You know, for any for any of you guys that don't know, I mean, he's done a, a few albums um, of music that would easily fit into a lot of his older movies. He's done concerts. I've seen some of those. Some of them are available on YouTube. Check them out, man. John Carpenter. He's a master, man. He really, really is. But let's also, um, as we start to, to finish up here, and I also wanted to touch upon uh, one other part here, Kill. So we saw the steady ca- uh, cam shots. The scene where he first sees Laurie when he's uh, in that mirror, I just thought it was chilling. It was just like, finally, here we go. It's it's go time. And it was just a really cool shot. What did you think of that shot, Kill? Man, they should have just put a big V and a S in between both of their faces because it looked like a like a fighting game screen or something or a UFC match. Um, she's she, you know, she's looking into the darkness, and if you stare too long, the darkness looks back. And he, he's looking at her, and she's looking at him. And what, what I what I love is, you know, and, and once again, shots out the Loomis. You know, Lori has has gone to the Loomis school of just pull your gun out and shoot. Don't don't waste no time. <laughs> Look, because 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 Lori just like Loomis is not here for the bullshit. She just pulls the gun out like, nope, I'm gonna end yes. this. <laughs> and, yes. and 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 one other thing I'll say is I love that the sheriff, because the sheriff is still alive at this time. He sees Lori with the gun and is like kind of like and, and shouts out to Will Patton. Will Patton do, do, yes. doing his thing, man. Yes. Uh, and, and I love that he's just like, are you out here? You know, are you, are you hunting him too? And she's like, yeah, you know, they didn't say exactly that, but he knew right. why she was out there and didn't yes. say, give me your gun thing. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was awesome. Just awesome. Right. Absolutely. Um, there was just so many great moments too. the babysitter moment too, Coriander. I, I want to throw that at you. Um, that little kid was was fantastic. What were you thinking in that scene? Because y- you really, I mean, you really get close to those two in a way because it's a sweet scene. What'd you think? 
Yeah, it, it was a sweet scene. You know, they had their cute little banter before he had mm-hmm. to get sent to bed. And mm-hmm. he's a smart kid because she's thinking that she can, you know, she's talking to, uh, what's her face there? Allison. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's like trying to, you know, get around, you know, <laughs> talking weed. And the kid like right. figures, it, figures it out. And he was just so funny. And I loved... You know, when he, like, came down, he's like, and I, I saw someone, and he's like, you should send Dave first, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> shut up, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was just so funny. And, yeah, it was just a great scene. It was. So, it yeah. was. And, of course, the fake out with the closet, um, I, I thought it was a great kill. Did you, what'd you, what'd you think of that scene? Because I thought it was really, really well done. Oh man, it, it was great. Like, cause, you know, it's like, don't open that closet. The boogeyman's in there. Right. And she's like, what? And and sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, and 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 I just love how you know Michael is just there with the knife ready and just stabby stabby. Like, yep. I mean, yep. and then and once again, the kid. I, I seriously, that that young actor when he's running down the stairs and and i guess uh dave is kind of like what's going on he's like don't go up there you're gonna die yeah <laughs> you <laughs> don't go he, i mean he at least told him but that kid was gone yeah. right he yeah, was smart he was. he was so damn smart and i love that you know it's yeah like, all right um but yeah man i thought it was really well done too and of course you have that little you know homage to uh when michael had the sheet on him in uh you know part one and you know will Patton is trying to to investigate and he's coming towards the sheet and you've got that pumpkin that's in the uh the fish tank and everything it's just a beautiful shot and at first i was thinking to myself she's not underneath of that is she and so again you're building up tension in these moments and it's just well done, man. It really, really is. I mean, I think that that's the, one of the biggest takes for me is that it's well done. Um, and also, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, shout out to that scene with Allison when she's walking down the street uh, with her her friend Oscar. And he's turning on, you know, the motion sensors are going on and off. He doesn't know what's going on. And Michael is literally right there watching him. He's literally just standing there watching him just <laughs> kill. Would you <laughs> tell me what you thought of this? Scene. I just thought it was so well done, man. Look, uh, you know, and, and, and Doctor Who fans will, will get this reference. Weeping right. Angels. OK, somebody on this production loved that episode of Doctor Who. Essentially, with the light turning off, the, the, the thing that's trying to kill you gets closer and closer yes. and closer till it's right on you and that was when when i saw that i was like oh my god tell me they're not gonna do this and i loved it it was terrifying yes. and once again and we said this last week the intensity of of tyler and rob zombie their version of michael mm-hmm. it fit that movie him running him grunting him right. being vicious but did we need that there's right. no running there's no grunting here he is the shape and the shape will just roll up on you and right? stabby 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 and yeah and not even blink no i mean no, and when just... when they were coming at him you know the next scene when he's just walking down the street he was kind of going after allison and then she gets picked up and uh will Patton's uh character wants to run him over 
Michael didn't blink. He didn't move. He just stood there as a, as a car is speeding at him. Now, if that isn't, you know, scary, I, I don't know what is. The way he was personified was like he was in the first movie. And and again, I'm not, you know, and I know there are people that might have preferred the way he was personified in uh, uh, the Rob Zombie movies, and that's fine. But to me, this is more scary because I don't know what to expect from this guy. He's and, he's he's and, not angry. He's not running. He's just doing what he does. And and when he does that kill in the courtyard and pretty much kind of hangs the, the the young teenage boy up, and then uh, Lori's granddaughter comes back when she sees Michael and the music yes. cu- kicks in with that, you know, right. and and she's just. I love the way the camera zooms in on her face because she's looking in disbelief and then she just starts screaming her ass off and I'm sure in her mind my grandmother was right oh my god yes, like what what is this and he's just looking at her kind of like oh you you remind me of Laurie Strode and, and and he's just like just there behind, by the bars just like this You're just staring it's weird yeah. It, it, it's it's creepy it's right. i mean come on guys it's creepy you know it's right. creepy and it's great right. it is it is all right so look let's let's get to the end here you know that he's gonna and again shout out to andy maddox he was just so good as the granddaughter in this but you know what it's gonna come down to is it's gonna come down to michael getting to where laurie is so he goes to the he gets to the house a lot of great scenes, but Coriander, throw out any particular uh, thoughts that you had in the finale. Once he gets to the house, you've got the three Strode women there, and it seems like everyone's on board finally with Lori's game plan. So, what did you think of how they did in this finale? I enjoyed this ending. I mean, you had, I loved that she had her little secret hideout down in the basement. Yes. And I loved also how. When she's going through the house after a room that she just checked to make sure he wasn't in there, she cl- uh, closes Shut off the down. door. Yes, yes, to make sure so that, that, that room is all set. Yeah, smart. Exactly. That's so tactical. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was so smart too when um, Michael finally figured out where they were and mm-hmm. ripped the island off to, you know, to open it up and yes. Judy there was I can't do it mom I can't do it and that was so, so smart too because then he's thinking well here's my chance and boom she got him and yeah yeah, it was it was I love this whole ending it was great they worked great together and yeah it was awesome absolutely and again I mean it it it, it made sense to me because it's like you realize that and, and Jamie Lee Curtis said it in a scene to Judy Greer saying, I have to finish this. You know, this is basically her whole life that she's dealt with this thing. And it's a, and I've heard Jamie Lee Curtis talk about this in interviews that she basically said that Laurie Strode is at a point where she's ready to die to, to finish this. Either she's going to die trying to kill Michael or she's going to complete her mission. And there is no other alternative. I mean, that it's just badass but again it's 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 realistic for this character because of the trauma that she went through she's always been a smart character so it makes sense to me that she would prepare for this that she would try to be even smarter for his possible return which she always thought could happen you know what i mean 
Kill, what'd you think of the finale? Those last oh. few few moments and stuff with the three stroke women and Michael. I, I loved it. And this is truly how you you do a finale. You know, yeah. you don't do you know, okay, we're in a shed and Michael gets sniped in the head and uh, you know. This the build up was there. You it made sense all the women were in one location mm-hmm. and Lori knows her house. She knows yes. every inch of that house mm-hmm. and she was so tactical. She was sweeping and clearing her house yes. room yes. by room, shutting it down and funneling him. She was yes. funneling him. And she even you know, it says a line and I'm probably going to butcher the line, but she was like said something along the lines of I know you thought that this was my prison down here, mm-hmm. you know, in the basement, but it's not mine. It's his. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Whoa, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and it, it was just great, and I loved how finally all of these women were on the same page. So mm-hmm. Judy Greer, I love you, and I, I'm hoping in the next movie you stay on the page, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I because you know I'm just saying I know you, they wanted you to be annoying in this one, but now right. you know what's up, and right. it ain't you, over. Yeah, and 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 she <laughs> has been trained. You know, she was trained as a child. And I think this scene right here was kind of like a a moment for them to kind of be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. It's okay. We still love each other, you know. And and Laura even said, "Um, I wasn't right to raise you the way I did, but I wanted to protect you. And I think in this moment, again, not a lot of words, but good acting. And I think Judy Greer was basically like, I'm sorry, Mom. I I understand now. I, I truly understand. And again, guys... What horror movies do you get this type of stuff in? Not many. No. Not no. many, especially nowadays, you know. Um, so just credit to those guys. My man, Heroic Waffles, is in the chat. My man. Hey. How's it hello. going? Say, hey, guys. Uh, Shane was saying, love that shot of Michael with the stars behind him on Julian's bedroom ceiling. Kind of otherworldly. Absolutely. Just so many great shots, guys. Show So many sh- great shots. Heroic Waffles was saying what's up what's going on man uh david saying oscar's death is one of the favorite deaths in all of the franchise i agree i agree uh prometheus saying uh good night saying uh the shape is standing in my doorway (laughs) (laughs) oh no hey prometheus run don't stop running because michael never runs he is the fastest slow walker in the history of horror movies <laughs> uh we got uh phil in the chat saying hey there horror fans what's going on phil how you doing man? hey uh he says that he is super stoked for halloween kills we are too man and yeah. like i said man i yes. didn't want to go there yet but i might as well tease it because we're almost done uh yeah we're gonna see how halloween kills and we will be reviewing it we're preparing to review it on sunday guys right sunday yeah mm-hmm. so definitely join us for that it's going to be fun next wednesday we're going to rank the franchise including halloween kills that's going to be fun so yeah man it this is this is just fun time for horror it really really is but let's just do i I just want to do like two fun facts for you guys and then we'll be getting ready to get out of here and uh yeah man like i said so much to talk about with this movie so i don't want to keep going on and on but let's start with our first fun fact and coriander I'll, I'll be throwing these to you them dollars y'all first fun fact yeah this is the highest grossing halloween film in its opening weekend all right mm-hmm. all right uh our next fun fact kill jamie knows what's up 
So Jamie Lee credits the film as living up to the original. Yeah, man. Oh. All right. Uh, next fun fact: that damn mask. The first film in the series to use multiple masks with slightly varied cracks, wrinkles, hairstyles, etc. The original film used only one. It's called. We understand. We got to finally make a mask that looks good. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's called. All right, our next one. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, hit it off with director David Gordon Green saying he reminded her of the suspense master John Carpenter. All right, all right. Uh, the next one we've got the original shape. At seventy, Nick Castle was the oldest actor to play the shape. All right, all right. And our next one, Danielle Harris. Attempted to put in a call to include her character Jamie, but the producers were not interested. Where this movie ignored her films. Yes, yes. And our last one that we're going to do today, guys. Michael Myers went off. Yeah, it's the first one where he kills a young boy. Yeah, man. And the other、yeah. thing too, man. He was, he was intense. One thing I was saying to Coriander, tell me what you think too, Kill. I said he was a beast without acting like a beast. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just so so surgical in what he well, did. Well, you know it's funny, and and as we've been sitting here, I, I had one thought on this, and this is just my own speculation of something possible. For him, maybe, just maybe, he's been in a state of suspended animation. Mm-hmm. And this is just the next night for him. Hmm. Hmm. Good point. I mean, you know, you know, and and of course, you know, I have nothing to back that up, but、right. he hasn't spoken, you know, in in forty plus years, and maybe in his mind, when he looks at Jamie Lee, she looks exactly like she did in the first movie. That's an、and、excellent he, point, man. And he's just like, oh, this is just the next night. You know, okay.、Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still trying to kill you. I、right. I need to kill you to like so I can progress. You know, not yeah. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a great thought. I I never thought of it like that. There you go.、Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bones is in the chat saying, "What's up? What's up?" <laughs> great.、Uh, oh saying it sucks that Harris wasn't or isn't in the new ones. Yeah. You know. I yeah. I mean. But you know what though? Like 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 we were saying. <laughs> They got away from what her character was, and they really did, to me. And and check out our our episodes on Halloween four, five, and six. I don't think that they, I don't think they did did her the right way. You know, she was good、no. in four. I think in part five they took some 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 bad choices, especially in the first half of the movie with her being mute. And then of course we know what happened to her in six. Uh, Daniel Harris wasn't playing her, but the character Jamie itself. So I can understand why they said, "Look, man, we can't do it." And you know, she was in the Rob Zombie movies that kind of made made it cool, you know, because she was able to be in a Halloween movie. But you know, it, I guess it is what it is, man. But I don't think this movie suffered from it. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Daniel Harris.、So、it would have been great to see her, but I understand why they had to be like, "Hey, you know, we can't." We we just can't do anything, and and that was the problem with a lot of the sequels. They really pinned themselves into a corner. You know what I'm saying? Think、thorn. about this, guys. The thorn. Yeah, think about this. And I and I really <laughs>、oh, and I really enjoy Halloween Four, but 
Right, but I I really enjoy Halloween four, but they pinned himself into a corner. In Halloween four, five, and six, he's chasing a little girl, a little boy. He wants to kill a baby. What the fuck is going on? This is the shape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the that's the corner that they pinned themselves into with the brother sister relationship. So I think this movie was able to free itself of that, and I think it was all the better for it. As we head on out in the chat, Shane saying shout out to Brian Andrews. He was rarely, if ever, mentioned in all these Halloween reboot interviews. RMJ saying Daniel Harris Harris didn't need to be in these films. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, Mr. Bone saying I just want her in. She could play someone else. She plays a different character in four through five in Rob Zombie. True enough. I mean, if they could have done it, I wouldn't have been mad. Uh, David saying, what are your thoughts on Anthony Michael Hall being cast as Tommy Doyle? If the original actor wasn't up to snuff, it would have been cool to see Paul Rudd. Yeah, it would have been cool to see Paul Rudd to just kind of give a little nod. Of course, I don't know if they wanted any connection to Curse, but uh, I'm fine with Anthony Michael Hall. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah, I have no yeah. problem with that at all. Yeah. It'd be yeah, fun, yeah, seeing him getting slashed up. Yeah, yeah. So... But anyways, guys, that's all we got for this. Um, we could go on and on and on. The bottom line, there's no lying here. This movie was well made. It was a lot of care put into it. And you just got to give credit um, to everyone involved that they they cared about what to do in this movie. And we hadn't seen that in a lot of the sequels. You know, Rob Zombie cared about what he was doing. Um, but there were a lot of these sequels where they didn't. And here's a, here's a picture of... James Drew Courtney and the original shape Nick's, Nick Castle I mean look this movie is good that's all I gotta say so anyways <laughs> please give us uh, your own comments in the comment section down below let us know what you think of Halloween 2018 do you like it why do you not like it tell us why we'd love to have a discussion about it and uh, we'll go from there please give the video a like it'll help support the channel and we will catch you guys later if you're watching this if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.